Hi Shilpa, a very warm welcome to the Elda podcast series. I'm so excited to have you as a guest with us. I know you very well. I've uh, been following you on LinkedIn. I've been stalking all your posts and getting inspired every day. But I wanted to introduce this wonderful woman to my audience of thousands of midlife women who are listening in to this conversation. So a little bit about Shilpa. Shilpa Ajwani is the founder and CEO of Yuno know Mantra. a business strategy consulting and leadership advisory firm that enables consumer centric and lifestyle businesses to thrive by aligning strategy with purpose she uses her rich professional experience of 3 decades to enable growth for brands leaders communities and organizations using her unique purpositioning approach which we'll learn a lot more about during this conversation She's also founded Sri Mantra, a global community of women entrepreneurs in the coaching and consulting domain. She's had an illustrious career with reputed MNCs and has earned a rock-solid reputation as a transformative leader. Among the many accolades that she has won, she's also won the CEO of year 2017 conferred by the Economic Times Polymer Awards while she was leading Tupperware India as the managing director. She actively supports impact initiatives in creating inclusive workspaces, unleashing entrepreneurial zeal especially in women, and promoting growth of communities that help to make our world a better place. She's a much sought after speaker, panelist, mentor, and advisory board member. But I think amongst all these great medals that she wears on her shoulders, the two things that really intrigue me is one She's a bold, positive, optimistic leader. She changed her career during her midlife without batting an eyelid with all the optimism that we all like to get inspired by. She's also a constant giver, a nurturer of hundreds of women who she's created as a part of the community and so loved by everyone, respected by everyone. And like she always likes to say, you know she believes in that power of sisterhood so shilpa welcome again to our podcast series i'm so excited to have this conversation with you and learn so much from you in the next 40 minutes thank you for being here thank you swati i'm equally excited to be with you and team melda and i'm amazed by the wonderful work that you and your team are doing so it's a pleasure being here with you thank you so much shilpa I typically ask my guests this very first question and I'm very very excited about listening to your your experience if I had to ask you for one interesting event I know there are multiple of them but if I were to ask you about just one interesting event that has actually shaped you in your life what would that be mm so for me I think this event goes back to the cusp of leaving school and entering college swati This was the time when I was 17 and uh, my father had to undergo a sudden bypass surgery he was all of 49 This was also the time when I was appearing for my board examinations and um, I was studying to actually become a doctor that was my big dream But I found myself actually inside a <laughs> hospital surrounded by doctors tending to my father 
And uh, as I could not give my pre-medical exams those years, uh, that year, and I was thinking about dropping a year, studying again and appearing for those exams the next year. Ironically, it was my father's surgeon who took me by the hand one day and he said, young lady, do not waste a year. He said, service can come in many, many forms. <laughs> and uh, I really feel whatever I have seen of you in these past days, whatever you will do, you will shine. It's not necessary to be a doctor to do that. And I think that conversation in that corridor in a hospital with a senior surgeon that day changed the course of my life, Swati. I actually then ended up studying economics, uh, specializing in international marketing and business, and went on to be a corporate leader uh, as my career progressed. So sometimes conversations change everything, and so did that one. Lovely. You know, Shilpa, I think it's our blessing that you weren't doing that and you've been a part of our lives now. But uh, you're right. I mean, this brings me to the point that, you know, whatever we do in our lives to a large extent are uh, sort of predetermined, predestined. And, um, you know, we're, we're continuously looking for the next big thing in our lives. But actually, it's, it is a natural process to sort of discover and exploit the opportunities that we have in hand. And I'm, I'm really so inspired by the fact that at such a young age, you know, you were able to really look at things with that bigger perspective and uh, not lose that year and do something fantastic after that. So amazing, amazing, I would say. Um, I've also been very intrigued about the career shifts that you've made in your life. You know, you're, you were at the peak of your career. You were a corporate world leader at that time and you were leading an MNC. But you decided to basically make that switch and move to be building something of your own. What encouraged you to do that at that age? Very few women actually take a, you know, take that sort of a strong stance. So what were the things that went through your mind? Why did you do that? And as you know, most of our audience is in that stage, right? They're looking at what they want to do in their uh, late 30s, 40s and 50s. I would really like to understand what was it that was going on in your mind and how did you actually make that transition between, you know, being a great corporate leader at such a young age um, you know, a CEO of an MNC to actually calling everything off and starting a business of your own? So my career, I think, has been an adventurous one. It's been full of these um, twists and turns, and yet there's been a red thread uh, throughout, which I only discovered, as uh, sweet, uh, Steve Jobs says, when you connect the dots backwards, right? So Swati, you know, like you said, it's been a very successful career. And that's what I realized as I was, uh, you know, in my mid-40s, celebrating a birthday, surrounded by people I love. And uh, that evening led to a lot of introspection as well. Mid-40s is a very interesting time, uh, especially for a woman. And uh, it's a time for opportunities. It's a time where you can feel on top of the world about yourself. And I think that that moment gave me a whole lot of sort of self-confidence to think that, you know, I couldn't have asked more from life. I became a young managing director at the age of 38. I traveled the world. I worked for the best of European and American MNCs. Uh, worked with some amazing leaders, um, you know, uh, business models, product uh, portfolios, people, teams. 
and uh, did everything from startup to scale to business transformation. So I was very complete in my assessment of a career that I had for myself. Absolutely. And I felt a lot of gratitude for the journey that had been. But I think that evening told me that there was a second innings in store. And I asked myself just one question, that it's been a life of success. What could make it a life of deeper significance? Wow. (laughs) And the answer to that really became Uno Mantra, my strategy consulting and leadership advisory firm. And, uh, And I think it happened so beautifully, so organically, that, you know, people made me realize that how could you as a managing director leave all that and start from zero in your mid 40s? And I said, I never looked at it like that. Right. I just saw it as a very natural progression and evolution of who I was as a human being, as a woman, as a professional. And how beautiful to be an entrepreneur. And what it did for me, Swati, I summarized that in the form of four P's for myself. The first P, it gave me a new profession, a chance to learn new things, a chance to meet new people, work with fantastic brands and organizations and leaders and help them become purpose-led and let purpose drive their growth. So that really became purpositioning, which is my consulting approach. The second thing it allowed me to do was uh, follow my passion project, which became She Mantra. And the third thing it did was it gave me time. It freed me up to do the page forward hmm. that I really wanted to do and was I was really meaning to do um, working for um, creating gender equal organizations in our world. Uh, that's a cause very close to my heart because I know diversity and inclusion are not words. Uh, they bring power to not just organizations, but society and the world. So it allowed me to pay it forward meaningfully as a mentor. And the last thing is on my personal side, I think what it did was that in my mid-40s, it made me awake to the fact that I can have better health. I deserve better relationships. I can invest in my personal growth and discover new things about myself. So it gave me these four Ps and I'm just so thankful that I had the courage to make that shift. This is this is so real, uh, Shilpa. I mean, we we read about people who are making that transition, and we always wonder what was that one life changing event, right? Like I think you mentioned that when you were seventeen, you know, it was that conversation with that senior surgeon that really made you think about what should I be doing next? You know, do I is being a doctor the one and all, the only thing that I want to do in life, or is is my is my sole purpose to be building something out of purpose, right? And uh, I think this entire conversation about the purpositioning has always sort of interested me. You know, even when we were discussing, when we were exchanging notes earlier, I'd like to know a little bit more about that concept. You've told us how you started thinking about this, but what does that truly mean? And what would it mean for women like me and all my other women at Elda? You know, what would that mean? for an organization, for a country, for individuals like us. If you can throw a little bit more light about what that purpositioning means, I think that would be great. So purpose is a very big word. It always has been in my life. 
And like I was saying before, when I started to connect the dots, I realized that I have been led by purpose all through. I didn't realize it. I didn't call it that. But the choice of uh, organizations I worked with, the, the businesses right. I so related to, the brands that I fell in love with, I think somewhere the word purpose came out loud and clear as a commonality in all of them. So when I started my strategy consulting practice, I also realized that purpose is at the core of every entity on this planet. That's true. Every individual, right? And to me, an organization is also a living being in a way. And so is a brand. And when I look at all of them, that's where they all have purpose at the core. So at Uno Mantra, what we do is that we help leaders, organizations, businesses to discover their core purpose and make that an anchor. Because when you have purpose as the anchor, they can be the biggest of storms and your ship will stay the course. True. Right? Because it has an anchor. And same for an individual. You will not get lost. There will be that North Star to look up to and guide you. And we made that the approach we follow at Uno Mantra. And with purpose at the core, what we then do is we align your brand strategy, your go-to-market strategy, and your people strategy to that purpose. So imagine the alignment there, Swati. And many times, especially with startups, I've seen that the founder understands the purpose. <laughs> sometimes they can articulate it, sometimes they can't. But they feel it in their heart. That's why they get up every morning. That's why they've put their life on hold to build that startup at times, right? Right. And when that purpose can be felt by every single team member, every vendor, even their consumers, other stakeholders, investors, that's where the power of alignment starts to spur growth in a much more sustainable way. It's more fun building together because everybody is working with the same purpose at the core. That's right. Right? That's right. Otherwise, the brand teams follow something else. The people teams, uh, you know, look at things differently. And the go-to-market strategy sometimes is dictated by a crazy set of forces all around us. So it's very right. confusing. But if you are guided from within rather than from the outside, that force is so important. So true, Shilpa. So, so that's the you know, that is called pearl positioning. We do that for organizations. And I also use the same approach with leaders, hmm. CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, because we marry their purpose with their life strategy. Oh, that's so and lovely. And then things absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I'm, so I mean, it's, it's absolutely true for organizations. I can speak for my company, you know, uh, because every day in the morning and I, I pride myself with the fact I keep joking around with the team that I feel like I've got 30 founders in this organization because every member in the company basically, you know, wants to make a difference in the woman's life. And that's probably what you're saying, right? What is the purpose of what you're working for? You know, and the entire organization being aligned to something like that. But I'd also like to draw a parallel in terms of positioning at home that we do with our family members. You know, I think the core of um, having a happy and sort of a cheerful organization, family also sort of comes down to that, Shilpa. And I realized as you speak sure. that it's not just an individual, it's not just, you know, a company, but even communities that we are a part of, 
part of right like your um, you've built shri mantra you know and i'm and i'm so proud of all the women who are a part of that and we were talking about it in one of the conversations that they are women like you and me who are so energetic who are passionate about what they're building who've sort of you know overcome so many concerns and are still out there you know to prove themselves to to be to live their life to the fullest so um, i think whether it's a home whether it's a community whether it's an organization the entire concept of having a purpose to what you're doing and building of purpose i think is really a great you know is is really a great philosophy to live by i'd love to know a little bit more about shri mantra i have i think the first time i heard about you was via shri mantra i have spoken to a number of people who are a part of your uh, you know shri mantra cohort they've all got some great things to say about you but i want to hear from you uh, you know why did you start shri mantra what was the concept behind it you know how have you learned from your experience their experience you also mentioned that you've learned so much from the women in that community so please tell us a little bit more about shri mantra and your goals there so the shri mantra story is very very exciting uh, swati it came right in the midst of the pandemic so this was the time where we were in the midst of the lockdown most of us hadn't downloaded zoom and started to feel that we can run businesses virtually <laughs> or our life could be virtually <laughs> or the fact that um, you know this lockdown uh, is something that is not going to be permanent so there was a lot of mm. fear anxiety um mm. i could see that businesses were looking at pivoting re-strategizing and that's the time i was working at a very hectic pace with all my clients because everybody needed a new strategy to not think of thriving but first surviving, surviving at yeah. that point in time yeah yeah because still very early we had no idea when will this all end what it is really all about and and how will we be impacted and how long can people you know stay afloat in terms of cash flows and uh, employ morale right so um i had finished one particularly long client call and i put down the phone and then i started to think i said there are so many especially women like me who would have given up great successful careers because they were mm-hmm. passionate about a second innings and they wanted to do something even more meaningful and significant in their life so they invested in getting credentials became uh, coaches became consultants set up their own consulting uh, firms or they were counselors but during the lockdown we had uh, three seats cooking cleaning and caregiving <laughs> which replaced the coaching consulting and counseling right yeah. and then i said you know is there a way that we can balance what is happening in our lives so that these women do not need to give up on on their dreams on their careers on the impact that they can have on themselves their families and society their clients and she mantra was born just with that little idea hmm. um it was born to be a collaborative community to inspire personal and professional growth amongst women entrepreneurs in coaching consulting and counseling and to give them a safe space a place where they got encouragement inspiration and you know the basic idea was can we tie this period together it mm-hmm. wasn't more elaborate than that at that mm-hmm. point in time but you know amazing things happen when women come together and when Absolutely. they are given a platform which is an enabling platform and it's done purposefully again so the purpose of shri mantra is very clear we wanted to have a collaborative platform to give women the opportunity to grow personally professionally 
And uh, this was to be a place of abundance. And I truly believe that there is enough for everybody, provided we are willing to share. And just (laughs) on that, Shri Mantra really was founded and uh, it has grown so beautifully thanks to all the amazing women we've been able to attract. Um, I'm co-creating the community with them. I just happen to be that catalyst now. And uh, Mm -hmm. I love my role as a catalyst. And today we are more than 400 women spread in more than 10 countries and growing. And it's still a digital community, but now we have the fortune to even meet up, hug each other and say a thank you because we meant so much to each other, especially in this very tough period in the last two to three years. Uh, This July, we'll celebrate our third birthday. And uh, it gives me immense pride to, you know, see this coming to fruition and to see that passion, uh, you know, should not be kept inside. You should unleash it. You never know what you might create. So that's the Shri Mantra story. No, this is, and I love the name, uh, Shilpa, Shri Mantra. You know, I think uh, the entire concept of it being magical, you know, to a large extent. And uh, the fact that when women come together, something beautiful always comes out of it not just in communities, but even in the household, even in organizations. I've seen that, uh, you know, I've I've had the good fortune of working with companies where 85% of my employees have always been women. So the entire thing of the passion that come, you know, these women actually bring to the table, whether they're young girls, you know, middle-aged women, women. So we have uh, women who've actually retired and joined us as employees in the organization, but across age groups, whether you're a 20-year-old woman or a 60-year-old woman, I think this entire power of women coming together and creating magic or things are boundaryless. You know, there's nothing that uh, uh, that can't be done. But this is also something that we noticed during the pandemic that people, these women had a lot of other burdens and uh, Sri Mantra, an amazing community that was able to bring these women together. You were talking about the experience that you've learned from these 400 women, you know, the shared experiences. I'd love for you to um, give a little bit of a counsel to all our midlife women, especially those who are trying to make these big changes like you've done in your career, right? Either starting a business or actually moving from a mid-level career to a senior level, uh, you know, opportunity. What would your advice be for these women? You know, what are the things that they should think about? What are the things they shouldn't fear about? So any counsel that you have for all of us. I'm asked this question a lot, Swati, and um, (laughs) S for Swati, S for Shilpa, let me give you the five S answer (laughs) that I give to that. I I love the letter lingos here, Shilpa. There are four P's, there are three C's, now there are five S's. (laughs) Amazing. Now there are five S's. You know, the first S is really self-worth. I think midlife is a great time where a lot of women start to realize that they are valuable. They have gifts and they have talents. And uh, so far, they've just ignored them mm-hmm. or let the world tell them that they're not really worth it. They're not good enough. So I think this is where I would want them to really sit down and assess their self-worth as the first S. If you think you're worthy, the world will see you as worthy. But it has to start with us. Right? The next S is self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Because when ever you're looking at becoming an entrepreneur or you're looking at a leadership role where you are going to handle new teams, it's a new challenge, maybe it's a new industry or you want to become a board member. 
everything could be challenging. It could be done the first time and you could be naturally scared. But remember that you can dare and look at everybody, you know, who's done it and made a difference to their life. See what's possible if you show up with self-confidence rather than the lack of it. Because it's the lack of confidence which actually holds women back more than any other thing in the world. And this is researched, right? The third S is skilling. You mm. need to have the skill for whatever you want to go out and do. There's no substitute for firsthand learning, gaining knowledge, and applying that into something useful and valuable. So do not rely on others only, but really take the pains to really skill yourself repeatedly. So, so to me, that's really the, the third S, which I think is very important. Right. Swati, the fourth S is sisterhood. So belonging to any community is fantastic. I do feel that women should seek out other women and take benefit of belonging to a sisterhood. A community where you have like-minded women who have been on the same journey, could be ahead of you, can be amazing mm. mentors. There's so much that you can learn from the lived experiences of others that you don't have to endure, make all mm. the mistakes, go through the trials and tribulations and go through everything painful yourself. It's so beautiful to ask for support. And that's another thing women must do a lot more. Right. Say, I need help here. And you'll see so many hands reaching out holding your hand and lifting you up when you need it the most. So belonging to a sisterhood is right. extremely essential. The last one is sacrifice. And I don't take this word lightly <laughs> because to build anything worthwhile, there right. will be trade-offs. So whenever you are going for something big and you are answering the call of your ambition, it is so critical that we are ready for that sacrifice. It doesn't come as a surprise to us. Hmm. Right? And if you have these five S's by your side, the other two will come. One, you will have staying power, which is needed because you just can't beat a person hmm. who refuses to give up, right? As they say. So, so that staying power hmm. is what will then lead to the ultimate S word that we all crave, which is success. Success. <laughs> Yeah, beautifully put together, Shilpa. Amazing. No, I think it's so amazing. Yeah, I've actually. lived, I've learned this the hard way myself. Yeah. I was no, always and... like this too. I had doubts. I had, you know, I'm not good enough as a syndrome. People pleasing as a syndrome. Uh, putting myself last as a, uh, right? So right. it's not that I'm born and dropped from somewhere. Right. Uh, these are all acquired lessons right. life has taught. So that's why I share with all my heart. Yeah. No, and it's so beautifully put because I think even today while I'm listening to you, you know, all these things about how it's so important to feel that you're worth something, you know, the self-worth concept is so important. And I think as women, we're always, we're always stuck in self-doubt. We're not sure if what we are doing is right, if what we are saying is right. Confidence to chordo. I think even the basic uh, level of understanding ourselves, you know, is seldom there. And um, we define our success by what people probably talk about us or say about us. And I think that entire concept of really looking within and saying, hey, I'm worth it. And I'm ready to make those sacrifices 
you know i am ready to be a part of that sisterhood really share and i i can also tell you this by, with my by my own experience in the last two decades that whatever i have tried to achieve alone has taken a really long journey has taken a lot has taken a toll on my life my health but if i be the the concept of really you know getting people together especially like you said people who've been there done that learning from each other's experiences amazing five uh, you know essays of wisdom thank you so much for sharing this and um, all this put together i think would really give us success both internally as well as externally whether it is how we feel within ourselves our happiness our comfort the equanimity which we would feel you know when we have achieved these things and of course success materialistically whatever we're all sort of aiming for should be there great piece of advice for our women here Elda is a community of menopausal women. You, I, you and I have spoken a lot at length about what does this this mean? You know, this phase of life, where whatever you were talking about is questioned. You know, my self worth is questioned. I am not confident about myself. I am physically, mentally going through so many issues as a menopausal woman. I'd love to hear from you any of your personal experiences, anecdotes that you would like to share around menopause, and of course, your advice for our women. Um, yeah. Firstly, I think from the first time I got to know about the word menopause, I think the M word was very maddening. You know, everybody who spoke about it was literally pulling <laughs> their hair out or was describing something terrible. And uh, and you know, being one who's very prone to doing research on everything and having conversations to learn, uh, become aware. I think when I started to do that, uh, I realized that a lot of people have so many myths and no to women or mm. their experiences with menopause or uh, the you know phase before menopause or post menopause would be the same so so i think you know the first thing right. that i really learned was that don't get into comparison and don't prepare yourself thinking mm. that the worst will happen make it easy for myself to think of it like <laughs> a phase of life which i will live through every woman mm. born on the planet will go through this um and take it as a gift right um and it it wasn't so long ago that i learned that your period should be taken as a gift uh right because it tells you 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 uh, you are alive yeah. you are you know um, capable of of giving birth or uh, you know you're fertile it's so beautiful uh, and then menopause is a very gentle way of nature telling you that that rolls over but i have something more in store for wow. you so everything that you wanted to become this is the time where perhaps physically there will be changes to make you aware that that's happening but that shouldn't mean that you cannot express yourself in other ways and i started to find my own interpretation right. um, of this swati and i said that you know let my um my focus be on things that can help me enjoy this phase and i'm still not fully there yet i still have mm. the you know pre menopausal sure. uh, phase going on but you know what i said was that what's in my control let me do that so i'll tell you things like nutrition mm. and hydration became very big for me um things that i had ignored during mm. a very tight corporate schedule taking flights at all hours eating at all right. hours not having enough exercise so i said let me do this right and prepare for it so nutrition and hydration the second thing which has made so much of difference is connecting with my breath and just that done 
during the day, any point in time, and this is available to everybody. It is so powerful. It right. just connects you with yourself inside and creates alignment with everybody on the outside. So all the hysteria you might be facing, um, I think, you know, this this is one big thing that women can really, really practice and become good at. The third was rest and renewal. I don't just say sleep, but, you know, for me, rest and renewal come in many different ways. It could come in the form of a short nap when needed. Hmm. It could come in the form of a digital detox when needed. It could come in the form of a vacation when needed. Right. So so to me, this became a very, very important. And the more I realized and researched on this, that how important it is. And if one's not doing it, what a disservice it is to ourselves. Then you can't blame menopause for that. What you need to do is be better prepared. Um, yeah. Right. Um, the other thing that uh, also helped me was to look at recreation very seriously. Uh, uh, I mean, this is something which I tended to ignore, but everything from taking up my hobbies, whether it was gardening, looking at beautiful uh, things and uh, sometimes in painting or uh, listening to music, dancing. So things like that, which I you know, deeply connected with when I was growing up. I wanted to start doing all of that at this stage in my life. So in a way, call it rebirthing and not pausing. And last but not the least, movement, bringing more mm. movement into my day, whether it is in the form of just walking or uh, stretching and doing things which just make my body feel good and let that energy move because blocked energy is what causes a lot of problems, right? right. So, so I think, you know, these five things right. done on priority consistently that really helped me uh, a lot to prepare, uh, let go of the fear. And uh, now, let's see, hmm. every day is still a new day. Uh, but uh, but one feels more prepared <laughs> uh, and more in tune with one's body. So, so I think that's really supported me a lot. Yeah. And especially, Shilpa, given that you've taken so many new steps, you know, in your 40s, um, it, this needs a lot of, of course, it needs a lot of grit, but it also needs that undying passion, you know, to start something new, to build something for a long time, to continue with that energy that we had in our 20s and 30s. I think it, it you really need that synch synchronized body and mind to do that. You spoke about observing your breath. That's the first, that's the principle of Vipassana, you know, when they teach us that you don't need any chanting, you don't need to look at an object to be actually mindful because wherever you go, you always have your breath with you and that's the one that will center you. So this is a great piece of advice, quite honestly, that I had also forgotten in, you know, amidst so much chaos that we go through. But just observing that breath whenever you can and really being, you know, one with yourself, literally. And like you said, if you're able to do that externally, also you're able to sort of, you know, uh, uh, be a little bit more cohesive, uh, do better movement like you mentioned is so important this is something we keep telling our women even uh, who've enrolled into our programs but just making it a part of everyday one's life you don't have to do it when you're going through symptoms you can just do it as a part of your daily life i think it's great advice we have a few uh, you know rapid fire questions that we typically ask before i go to the grand finale of our podcast i'd like you to answer those couple of questions uh, the first one being menopause as a topic has always been taboo in our cultures, not just in India, but even globally. You know, we we've spoken about as people who are going out of their reproductive ages. 
pregnancy and puberty are actually very celebrated topics especially in india and specifically uh, as women when you're expecting a baby the entire family sort of celebrates but when women in, in are in their 40s and 50s you know their uh, role as a um, sort of a caregiver also increases because they're looking after their aging parents uh their role of a you know senior professional increases because these are women who are actually going into their cxo vp levels but the phase that they're going through you know the concerns the symptoms that they grow through go through are typically very very ignored until i founded elda i hadn't heard of a single woman who spoke about menopause this was always hushed it was a topic that was always hush hush despite being a gynecologist daughter you know where we spoke about everything but when my mum was going through menopause i had no idea that the symptoms that she's going through is not her you know suddenly her mood swings is not because she was irritated about something but they were more psychosomatic in that sense so shilpa my question to you is how do you think we can unpause the menopause conversation it's such an important conversation to be unpaused and right away I've thought a lot about this and I I work so much around women who are in this phase of their life. Three things again here um Swati it's my day to I think uh, now let me give you the three A's of how I thought about it. It just you know, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I think the first A and some great work which you and your team are doing here is awareness. Um you know if we don't have the conversations it will never never come into the the mass consciousness that this is also something which exists right. we'll all pretend as if it doesn't so i think unmasking right unpausing um is so essential and that's where awareness is essential and i'm glad that we are starting to see some little tiny bits of that coming in um our web series ott platforms really taking on this you have Uh, Bombay Vegans, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Pooja Bhatt's character there. There's uh, a movie, little movie <laughs> called Painful Pride, where Pallavi Joshi plays, uh, you know, uh, this part really beautifully. Um, so there, and there's so many more coming up. Not enough though. So, but I think the first step is awareness, where we can have a conversation where the whole family is sitting and nobody gets uncomfortable. So it has to be normalized as a right. conversation to be had. and firstly i would want women to start talking about it without shame <laughs> without guilt without True. being seen as True. crazy um right just have that conversation so awareness mm. is the first day the second really what that will lead to then as the next step is acceptance that this is something natural nature mm. created it we haven't conceived it it's not a fault in mm. my body uh it's not a crime it's not a punishment mm. so today we use a lot of those words which do not make it a great experience nobody looks forward to being a menopausal woman right because of all this frenzy and i think mm. my mother in law put it in perspective and she right. said and she has been a working woman managing a, a business a factory where she was around the labor and you know doing all of that work and managing home and she said well we never took ourselves so so very seriously that we allowed it to stop whatever we were out <laughs> there to do so so this is the other extreme mm-hmm. i would want women to be kind to themselves to be compassionate not to be superheroes who don't uh feel the feelings when they happen right uh but at the same time uh mm-hmm. let there be acceptance that it is something natural and not 
take it like a punishment not take it like a fault of yours right so and the yeah. third one really what these two yeah. will lead to will be action and enough action uh startups like yours coming up where there's a genuine purpose that is driving this conversation right uh mainstream cinema catching it uh women's groups having this conversation sons becoming uh husbands becoming partners becoming more compassionate understanding why the woman in their life who seemed okay till last night suddenly has this big fit in the morning or why she was feeling cold one minute and has right. hot flushes the next um right so so i think that action uh, together as a society is what will make it something more natural than how it is today so that's how i think it really can be and should be unpost quickly yeah i i think the entire concept of accepting it is a very big deal shilpa because the fact that this is how my body is you know i i from from having that uterus mini uterus micro uterus when i was a fetus in my mother's womb to you know coming to the stage where i'm actually stopping my period and we we had we were thinking of a campaign called the last period because the entire concept of from the first period to the last period the changes that i'm going through my awareness of my body during my puberty and pregnancy was high because there were a lot of people who educated me about it i accepted the changes in myself right i accepted the bodily changes the mental health changes that are there but i think like you rightly mentioned awareness about this topic is so lacking today that what do i accept because i don't know if i'm having mood swings is, am i an outlier is this what happens to everyone you mentioned women should talk about it women are not talking about it so i feel like i'm the only one who's going through this right so women in their 40s and 50s are struggling with this feeling like an outlier not normalizing and i hope and pray that not just the woman takes the action but the family members the organizations encourage women to take actions because you're grooming you know leaders all the way to the mid level and now you need to support your if you're supporting your women for, during their maternity leaves and you know getting them back to work after their milestones this is an this is indeed a very big milestone for 3 to 10 years so why not organizations support their women encourage them whether it's hot flashes mood swings other you know psychosomatic issues that we have you know why not do that so i'm going to use your framework for a couple of conversations now the three a's on how uh, we can actually unpause the conversation so thank you for that i also wanted to ask you a very quirky question if menopause was a character let's say in a movie or in an ad film then what would it be for you mm-hmm. you know what swati it reminds me of the the mask in the movie the mask okay oh, oh. <laughs> there's this yes. like really this underdog and you know almost like a loser and and the moment he has that mask now now this mask though it gives him superpowers but it also makes him like borderline mm. eccentric he does all these crazy things and uh, mm. <laughs> become like complete weirdo and irritable for me at least uh, many times so, so you know yeah. uh, everything that 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 mask really does to him i think it's it's a very interesting take on uh, how i see um, what happens wow. <laughs> to us uh, at different phases because at some point i mean you you are in doubt with also superpowers at that point in time i truly genuinely believe that mm. right but 
<laughs> the for sure. cities don't for go sure. anywhere. Uh, and there's so many times where you just don't feel in control of your body, right? Your mind. I mean, as if something else mm. is sort of mm. causing all of this. And um, it's an out-of-body experience. Sometimes it's like uh, insane that you mm. Uh, could be an extrovert, but there are days where you just don't want to see anybody or even converse with anybody. So, um, yeah, so the mask. <laughs> Excellent. Very, very nice. Very interesting, Shilpa. I just got reminded of all the crazy things that Jim Carrey did with his mask. Okay, I've got a very, I've got three questions for you. Extremely quick. Just one, um, one, two or three words on those questions. The first one is one word that describes you, Shilpa. Just one Nurturer. word. Wow. Okay. Three words of advice for our elder women, all midlife women. Love yourself first. First. I love the word first there. It's not just love yourself, but love yourself first. Brilliant. Five things you think one must have in their life to live life to the fullest. Firstly, gratitude and appreciation for everything that life's blessed you with. Um, first on my list. Second is health. Health is wealth. Yeah, truly, truly. Mm. Third is relationships, which are deep, which are loving, which are authentic. Um, relationships and friendships. I think that's third. Uh, fourth would be work. That is both challenging and fulfilling. Mm. So the rewards come in many ways out of that work. It leads to growth. It leads to fulfillment. It leads to whether it's financial abundance. So work, meaningful work. And the last on my list would be definitely experiences and adventures. <laughs> so these are the five. Beautiful, Shilpa. This is... Amazing, amazing, amazing. I mean, these are five things I would like to have in my life. And I think I also sort of thrive and strive to do those. Thank you so much. It was such a wonderful conversation with you. I can clearly see that I have learned so much from this, you know, 30, 40 minutes of uh, conversation with you. I think that entire concept of living life to the fullest, your positive approach, your passion and zeal for life is contagious. Just having that talk with you makes me feel like, hey, I want to go out and do something brilliant now, right? So thank you so much for not just inspiring me, but the thousands of women who are listening in and hopefully their spouses who are now going to support these passion super women to do even better in their lives. So thanks a lot, Shilpa. Um, and uh, I hope to see you again in future conversations. My thank you so pleasure, much. My absolute pleasure, Swati. And good luck to you and Team Elta. Keep rocking, keep growing, and may your impact grow in this year and the coming years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.